welcome back to another episode of The Should Life. This is your host, Jessica Lee Lave, and today we're talking about sober curiosity. Let's get into it. Hey, gorgeous. Welcome back to season two. We are almost done with this season, which is so wild, isn't it? I am talking about kind of an interesting topic today. This is something that I haven't talked about in any other episodes or even really alluded to, I don't think. Today, I want to talk about my sober curious journey and how my inner voice has really played a huge part in this. So for this season, we've the theme has really been inner voice work in the real world, because I think there's this misconception that these types of practices or ways of living are not realistic. And I feel that way and I can empathize with that because that is what my mind told me when I first discovered this work at all. My teacher and mentor at the time was living a life that was very different than mine and it felt like, well, it's easy for you to live this life because it doesn't really appear like you have a ton of responsibilities or obligations. So it's like, okay, well, if I don't have all of this quote unquote free time, and of course, these are all stories of the mind, then this work is not for me. This is for someone who can just travel and live this like bohemian lifestyle. And it's not for me. This season is all about how to integrate inner voice work and the inner voice into your busy, your busy schedule and really showing how this work can transform anyone's life. I believe that with all of my being. Why? Because I've seen it time and time again. As I've mentioned in the past, I work with high achieving individuals. High achieving to me means very strong minded individuals. So these are individuals who have had their minds serve them really well in life. Our minds have served us all really well. Um, These high achieving individuals, they find themselves at the top of the corporate ladder or this place where the mind has already always told them that they are striving to get there. And then they, they achieve it. They, they get there and they look around and it's like, uh, this is it. This is what I was really like sacrificing all of my time and energy for. This really isn't what I was promised. This wasn't what the mind told me it would be. This isn't what society told me it would be. And there's something deeper within me that I know I'm ready to explore. There's this inner nudge within me that's actually guiding me to this other thing that seems really fucking scary, this is where people find themselves in my work. So today, like I mentioned, I'm going to share a little bit um, about my personal journey over the last year. So every year for, man, for the last, I don't know, more than five years, every January, I do Sober January feel like it's pretty popular. A lot of people do it. It's kind of one of those things where in years past, I really felt like ready and wanting some type of permission to take a month off of drinking. 
because you're coming out of the holidays. You've been like enjoying family and friends and eating maybe a little differently than you do the rest of the year, maybe indulging a little more, maybe drinking a little more. So by like January 1 or January 2, I was so ready to have an excuse to not be drinking. Well, December of 2021 comes around and I knew that I was going to do sober January again, but there was something different about January 2022. There was something different about this sober January for me and I, my inner voice knew it before I was aware of it, that, which is so common, right? We have this like kind of something going on underneath, like beneath the surface that's, it starts as like a whisper. Maybe it's like a pain or something your body is trying to communicate to you. Maybe it's a new idea or new pursuit. And that's what, that's what I felt. It was like there was something that just felt really quiet that had to do with sober January 2022. And I even told my husband, uh, my fiance at the time, I said, you know, I really don't know if I'm going to go back to drinking after January of next year. There's just, I can't explain it, which is so like indicative of the inner voice when it communicates with us. It's just like this knowing when people describe it, like it doesn't make quote unquote sense, which makes sense because it's not of the mind. It's of something deeper than the mind. And so I knew based on how I was feeling in my body that this was true. This was real. This was coming from this deeper wisdom within me. And as experience has shown, as I'm living this life in alignment with my inner voice, I knew that I wanted to honor what this was telling me. But I also knew that this was going to be a pretty big life change for me if I was actually going to follow through on what it was guiding me. So January came and I, I really started to notice the discomfort of not drinking. It seems like this happened every year for me in January, but I kind of had this, this very limited time frame of just the month of January. So it was like, okay, well, only three more weeks, only two more weeks, only one more week of this, and then I can like go back. So it never felt like as intense, but it was definitely something that every January kind of was brought up to my awareness, which was at the end of the day, when I'm cooking and I don't have that glass of wine, it feels uncomfortable. Like a part of me felt naked because I was so used to at the end of the day, having a glass of wine, having two glasses of wine. That was just kind of like my routine, but it was also this way to what I told myself was just calm down and like chill, take that edge off. But it was very obviously suppressing a lot of shit that I didn't want to deal with and I didn't want to feel. And so in taking that edge off, I was also taking, taking an edge off of my ability to feel and my ability to go deep. Like I could... I could only go so far in my connection with myself when I was drinking every single day, right? Because that adds up. Like, it's like it was never completely out of my system because, you know, within 24 hours, less than 24 hours, I was consuming alcohol once again. 
I was not getting inebriated every day, but I was drinking every day. So that's kind of where I was. I've definitely had periods of my I've definitely had periods of my life where I I drank more, but this is just where I was when I started this journey this year. What also started to happen for me, so first I noticed, right, that I was uncomfortable, which is a beautiful gift. And I can now see that for what it is. And I could also see that for what it was in the moment because I no longer had that kind of safety net of like, well, it's just a month. Now it's like, oh shit, like I do feel really uncomfortable right now. And I don't have my coping mechanism. So now I have to like address this or maybe (laughs) like replace the glass of wine with something else like shopping, etc. Which of course did not seem like an ideal solution. So I really let my inner voice kind of guide me through this process and it helped me to just take the next best step is the best way that I can describe it because the mind is going to catastrophize. It's going to make this seem like such a big thing that I could not overcome Um, it made it seem like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this shit is coming up for you that you never dealt with before. Like, what does this mean about you? It makes one feeling or one experience mean something about us, which is not true. It is one story. So that was one thing that I noticed coming up. And the other beautiful thing that I noticed coming up was these other sober curious individuals and stories started to pop up out of nowhere. Like I had never even heard of the term sober curious. And I will say that I have mixed feelings about even using the word sober because there's a part of me that feels like that's a very sacred term that I I don't fall into the category of sober. I I want to be really respectful of individuals who really like connect with with that word language is very important it's very sacred and so i'm i'm not sure if i would identify as sober curious but these were the individuals that were like showing up for me and it was like oh my gosh i'm not the only one who is just maybe feeling called to stop drinking not because I feel like there's something wrong or I feel out of control around alcohol, but because I'm starting to see, like, it's no longer making sense to me why I'm doing this. And that's what was starting to show up for me as I was uncomfortable. I was starting to recognize, wow, I really have been utilizing alcohol as a way to escape and to numb out and to cope. And also, And also that there are other individuals out there who are kind of also recognizing this same thing of looking around and questioning like, why am I doing this? What is the real reason why I'm drinking every night or every weekend? What is beneath it? And my inner voice, I remember my inner voice told me, this is the next step. It showed me like an onion And it said, like, these are the next layers for you. This is going to expose to you and reveal to you what is next. And that's exactly what happened for me. 
I think that my inner voice was trying to show me even before January started, it was trying to nudge me and soften me to the idea that there's something bigger here. There's something bigger that really is wanting your attention and you're not going to have the capacity to be aware of it, to receive it, to do the work that's needed if you are still drinking. So some of, I want to share with you some of the things that started showing up for me. So podcasts, I don't know what it was, but different podcasts or like podcasts that I already was listening to had episodes on sober curiosity, or they had someone on who was interviewed and just throughout the conversation, they would say, oh yeah, like I just stopped, you know, I just haven't had a drink in a couple of years. Not that it came from a place of, of having, um, problems with alcohol where I would identify as an alcoholic, but simply from like having this greater awareness and recognition that alcohol was no longer bringing anything positive into my life. And so I just, I'm not doing that anymore. And it was like, oh my gosh, why is this continuing to show up for me? And then different books would be recommended along the way. And so I would listen to audiobooks. And that would bring me into like deeper connection with why I'm doing this. The first book that I listened to as like an audiobook is really the one that that solidified this decision for me. And it's called Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker, if anyone else is interested. I love her perspective on on no longer drinking. And how that connects to women's rights. I Even speaking about it, I'm not going to do it justice. So that book really shifted everything for me. So if you feel like you have any type of like inkling towards connecting with maybe reducing your alcohol in, intake or stopping altogether, maybe exploring an audiobook or searching for Sober Curiosity on your favorite podcast platform and just see what shows up, I started to feel this connection to like, oh, wow, there are other people out there who are maybe connecting the dots in a similar way than I am, or they connected these dots like years ago and now are able to share that wisdom with me. The other thing that showed up for me um, kind of correlated with that is I realized that there were a lot of people that I knew in my life that didn't drink. I was just, and this is what the mind does, right? Like it wants to reinforce a belief system, um, even if it's a limiting belief system that keeps us feeling safe. I was only focused on, well, what am I going to do in social situations? Everyone in my life drinks. What am I going to do in this type of situation, like, are people going to be questioning me? Am I going to feel weird? Will I be able to even have fun if I'm not drinking in a social situation? And then as soon as I was able to breathe, connect with my inner voice, find that inner guidance that it was giving me that gave me the ability to continue to step forward, I, my, my eyes were opened to all these other people that I was not seeing 
as I was like, as the mind was dominating the conversation of only focusing on all the drinking that was happening, my inner voice revealed to me all these other people in my life that actually don't drink. And I hadn't even really noticed because guess what? They don't look weird. They don't not have fun. They're still amazing, super fun people. So that really gave me that evidence of like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely possible. I still definitely had that belief and that fear around social situations and if I had the ability to like still have a good time. And this was really put to the test for my own bachelorette party this year. So it was interesting like leading up to that because every time I would go to a dinner or I make myself sound like a social butterfly. I really don't even go out that much. But if I would, I would kind of tell myself like, okay, I'll drink tonight. Like once I get there, like I'll have a drink. No big deal. Because I, you know, I know how the mind works and the mind really wanted to latch on to this new identity. It wanted to create an identity from me simply just no longer drinking. It wanted to attach the label. I even downloaded an app, like a, like a counting app, a sober counting app at one point. And then I thought, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is such a mind thing. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to do something until it no longer feels good. And so anyway, I deleted that app. But I still had that belief of, I don't think that I can still be fun or have fun in a social situation and not drink. So as I was leading up to different events or going out, I'd be like, okay, well, I'll probably drink tonight. No big deal, right? And then I would get to the social situation and I would feel like, I don't need to drink at this. I'm having fun. Everyone else is having fun. Some people are drinking. Some people are not drinking. I'm not going to drink. And I would still have fun. So like I mentioned, kind of the big test for my mind for sure was my bachelorette party. This was, you know, I was the bride. I was the one that was being celebrated and it was so beautiful. I had such a freaking blast with all my friends and my future sister-in-law. It was just so much fun. It meant so much to me that people would take their time to celebrate me and, and my upcoming wedding and marriage. And I really had this fear of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be like such a dud. I'm going to get tired. Um, I'm not going to like, if we go out, I'm not going to want to dance because usually I have that, like that thing that takes the edge off that thing that takes the, the, the self-consciousness away just a little bit. And I did not have that safety net. And guess what? I had a fucking blast. It was so fun. And then the next test was my wedding, my wedding day and the reception. And I had decided, I mean, of course, I give my permission, myself permission in every situation to drink if I really want a drink because I know how the mind works. And as soon as I put some type of like, you cannot do this, then my mind's going to obsess about it. So I just give myself permission in every scenario to have a beverage, to have an alcoholic beverage. The day of the wedding, the reception, it was such an amazing day. And I did not, I didn't even want to drink. We had um, this non-alcoholic champagne. It's not like sparkling juice. It actually is like dry. It tastes like this bubbly, like beautiful beverage. 
we had that and it was still like special and beautiful. But guess what? I remember all of it. I didn't wake up hungover the next day. I was fully present throughout my entire, like every celebration along the way, I could say that I was fully present and connected. And I am so, so, so thankful that my inner voice guided me to this, this sober, curious journey this year, like the year that I got married. How beautiful is that? I can say that my anxiety has gone down this year. My sleep has gotten so much better. I love waking up on a Saturday or Sunday and not feeling like shit, not feeling hungover, not feeling like I have to lay around for like a couple hours before I can function. I'm so I'm so grateful for other people who have walked this journey first that then I can I can utilize as like a guide as as someone who is embodying this beautiful lifestyle of choosing intentionally like I feel like it's very intentional it's an intentional way to live if you have questions about like different brands of non-alcoholic I don't think they even say like non-alcoholic they're like alcohol removed wines there's this one I think it's called 0.5 and you can find it at Whole Foods and it's actually like from Napa and it's alcohol like the alcohol has been removed from the wine. Like you can still have beautiful experiences. Now, again, this is coming from someone who like I can have a non-alcoholic beer. They even have alcohol removed like liquors and things like that now because I feel like so many people are kind of just becoming more aware that you can have fun and you can have a special evening or a special like celebration and not feel out of it, not have to like be someone that you're not. But um, I just wanted to say that, you know, I know that some individuals who do identify as having like an addiction could not have or or would not feel like it would be supportive to them to have like an alcohol removed wine or non-alcoholic beer. So I'm just sharing this from my perspective and I completely respect everyone's journey and what their own inner voice is guiding them to and what their own inner voice is kind of steering them away from. It is just, it's so possible to still have like a beautiful experience without having the fuzziness while still being like super clear. So this is my, this has been my year. I also want to share that I have had a few drinks this year. Um, my really good friend, Katie made uh, dandelion wine and she had been fermenting it for years and she opened it and she wanted to share it with our friends. Of course, I am going to say yes to that experience because that is a deeper experience than just consuming alcohol. That to me was like an act of love. I also did have well, I tried to have a glass of wine on our honeymoon and it was a freaking disaster. I felt super sick. I had a really bad reaction to it. And a part of, a part of me like feels sad about that because it's like, oh man, maybe I'll never be able to drink wine again. And then there's another part of me that's like, that's okay. And 
I know that my body communicates with me for my highest and greatest good. And I really appreciate and honor what my body is trying to tell me in that moment. So I'm curious what you think about this, what you think about this topic. I know this is totally different than, you know, what we typically talk about, but also it really ties in with it because my mind would have never said, uh, maybe let's just stop drinking. My mind would have never guided me to that place because that was my safe space. It really kept me protected from going deeper. It protected me from feeling the shit, even though I really felt like, yeah, I can feel all my feelings. I wasn't able to peel back those other layers like I have when I have not been drinking, when I don't have any alcohol in my system. So I'm really curious what your thoughts are in this. If this is something that intrigues you, if this is something that you're thinking about exploring, or maybe it's something you want to explore for the month of January coming up or for a week or a couple weeks, I am here to support you in whatever you decide. And if you want me to share different recommendations on books, audiobooks, podcasts, um, different non-alcoholic or alcohol-removed beverages that I've found that I really like, I'm, I would be really excited and happy to share that with you. So I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed sharing it. I look forward to talking to you soon, gorgeous. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is your reminder that you are enough you are worthy, and you are loved. You can find me over at Instagram at Jessica Lee Labe. That's Jessica.Lee, L-E-I-G-H dot Labe, L-A-I-B, and my website at nomoreshouldlife.com. If you're ready to activate your intuition and start living your soul-aligned life, send me a DM and let's do this. Music